Welcome to another episode of Challenge the Norm. Um, this will be a multiple series that we will be doing. Uh, I think it's just right for me to do this as the Lord has led me to do this. I cannot go otherwise than just to be obedient to His voice and to His call. And um, in this series that I'm starting, it's basically upon the compatibility of, of Christianity and Islam. So let us do a prayer and let the Lord just guide us through the process. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for me really to, to, to in this way, inform your saints and people out there that um, are not even aware maybe of this or that was unsure. And I pray you take this series to higher heights, that your name be glorified, that you be lifted up, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I'll do a competitive tonight as, as a means of, of, of introduction, just as a means of, of, of looking at the main theological differences between Christianity and Islam, because many people are under they're under the perception that it is a similar religion or you end up at the same places. Either one will take you straight to hell, let's be clear about this, and the other one will take you straight to heaven or eternity. Both make these claims between Christianity and Islam. Both cannot be right. I'm stating this categorically, both cannot be right. And yes, I am a Christian, but I will look at it from the basis of just their main theological arguments at this moment, what you see point blank. So when we look at the scriptures of Christianity and Islam, already we can see there's a difference between the two. Um, in Christianity, we have the Bible, which is the 66 books, which is actually a library of books. So um, Christianity derived the 66 books from the Tanakh, which is the Torah, which is um, the prophets and which is the writings of the Old Testament. So that's why it's called the Tanakh. So uh, it's a Torah, it's a Nevihim, and it's the Ketibim. So that will basically means it's the, the writings of the prophets and then there's the historical writings. You get like chronicles and kings, you know, and the wisdom literature and like that. So it's a collection or, or a library of books, 66 books. I'm not going to count the Apocrypha because they are historical books. They are not part of our canon. And um, the Old Testaments were written over 2,000 millennia prior to the birth of Christ. And, and as Christians, we believe that the Bible is divinely the divinely inspired Word of God. Now, when we look at the Qur'an, the Qur'an has been written the 7th century or decades after the Bible was already in circulation and, and, and many a times after the, the, the Old Testament was already in circulation. But they believe that the Qur'an, Islam believes that the Qur'an was revealed to Muhammad. And the word Qur'an means basically to recite because uh, according to Islamic scholars, Muhammad could not read and write. So in that instance, he had to recite all the 114 surahs, as they call it. Surahs is called chapters as well. There's different chapters there and there. There are many similarities in, in the narratives, but, but not fully. Um, yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll get there when we talk about the authenticity of the Qur'an compared to the Bible. And we'll also talk about Muhammad more extensively in terms of his role of a prophet. So we'll get there. So I'm just, I almost wanted to go in there, but let us not go in there. We'll, we'll keep that for another episode. Right. The, the, the second point of departure would be Jesus Christ. And the Christians and both uh, the Muslims believe that um, it was a virgin birth. And I think that is where, that is where the confusion come into play. Um, both Islam and Christianity believes that Jesus is the Messiah. 
both Islam and Christianity believes that Christ will return at the end of times. But now here the difference comes into play. Christianity believes that Jesus is the incarnate God, God in the flesh. The Word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I'm going to just say as a side note, Islam believes that the Bible is corrupted. The original Bible, they say, was not corrupted, but the one that we have now has been corrupted. That's what they claim, you know, which is not the truth. And we'll, we'll dispel that fallacy once we get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Stand by. Just look at the third or fourth episode. Um, so we believe as Christians, Jesus is the incarnate God, God in the flesh, because in Colossians 2 verse 9, it says, and the fullness of the Godhead dwells inside of him bodily, you know. So um, Jesus says unto them, they said, so was the Father. And Jesus said, I've been so long with you. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father, you know. Um, yeah, there's, there's many examples that I can. Um, I'll also go later on in the episodes. I know I'm juggling around. Also about the refuting claims that Islam made. We'll debunk all of that. We'll debunk all of that. So Islam believed that Jesus was a prophet, not divine. They even believed Jesus was a Muslim. I'll get there. Jesus was not a Muslim. He was a Jew. Um, but he was God himself. Um, Christianity believes in the crucifixion, that Jesus died on the cross, houses, but we also believe in the resurrection. Islam does not believe that. Islam believes that Jesus was saved from execution. A lookalike was crucified. Many Muslims even believe it was Judas according to the Gospel of Barnabas, which is non-canon, which is a book full of fallacy. Um, so, so the main figure of Islam would be Muhammad, which we're going to touch on in a later episode. So the concept of God in, in terms of Christianity, we believe that the name of God is Yahweh, um, and we take that from the tetagram, which is the, the, the Old uh, Testament way of of, of, of of looking at God, which is Y-H-W-H, and the vowels is put in there to create Yahweh. Islam believes their name of their God is Allah. And the Christian doctrine believes in the doctrine of the Trinity. Although we believe in the doctrine of Trinity, we do not see it as three gods, but we also see it as monotheistic, meaning it's one God. Behold Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And, and we believe in the oneness of God, although we believe in three distinctive persons, according to what the 1 John 5, 7 elaborates and says, there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these three are one. And then there's also another uh, verse that I just want to read to you in the letter to Timothy. And it says so in 1 Timothy 4. Now just listen to this. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Not man. The Spirit speaks expressly. That in a later time, saw some depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And that's what we get in during these times, that the Spirit is saying to us that these are the things that will happen, you know, and, and this is what is happening. And that's why I am really motivated to do this and, and really to... To, to bring to your awareness the differences. And, and, and I, I, this might be a, a spoiler alert to you right now, but I don't see um, 
compatibility between Christianity. And already we can see they are not compatible. Even if we looked at it, even when it comes to the doctrine of Jesus Christ and who he is, and, and we can already see now there's, there's incompatibilities that is taking place here because we can see Islam claims that he was not crucified while we believe that he was crucified for our sins, you know. Um, so even in that and even in the, with the, 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 the composition of the books, um, how the Bible is compared to how, how, how the Quran is, is, is centered, it's, there's just a mismatch of, of things already happening here. So, so we can already see that, okay, we can see that there's something brewing already here. It, 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 it doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same at all. So we have to deduce that that already here we can already see. Look, it's it's there's a strong argument here that it's it's not the same. It's not the same at all. So if you're under the misguise that um, they are the same and we, we can be compatible and we must not be hearts. Like I said to you in the beginning, you know, um, both cannot be right. Both cannot be right either one will take you straight to hell and the other one will take you straight to heaven and eternity so both cannot be right and and i think that is what we should debunk today that we will we will be at this point in our lives that we cannot play we cannot play anymore and say okay no let us just let us just try and see if it's, there's some good things there you know a thing can be how good but if it's not centered around the truth and who God is, then there's no need for us to even entertain this because this is what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3. It says, and without controversy, so without controversy, when we talk about the doctrine of God, great is the mystery of godliness. Listen to this. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of the angels, preached unto the Gentiles, Believed on into the world, received up into glory, received up from where? From here, from earth. So that's what we believe. We believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. Three distinct persons, monotheistic, one God. Now, um, great is the mystery of godliness. Islam denies the Trinity. Surah Al-Madiyah 5 or Surah chapter 5, Ayat 73 they would, would, would reiterate this in the Quran. They have disbelieved to say Allah is the third of three. There is no God except one God. And if they do not desist from what they are saying, they will surely afflict the disbeliever among them. A painful punishment. Already here we are being threatened here by the Quran. We are being threatened here by, by Surah Al-Madiyah, um, Ayat 73. We are being threatened here if we, don't, if, if we, we stop from saying there is three. A distinctive persons will be punished with a painful punishment. So how can this two be compatible? It can't. It, it, it doesn't seem, our Bible doesn't say that. Our Bible says if our enemy be hungry, we must feed him. If our enemy be thirsty, we must give him something to drink. But yeah, I'm being threatened here, saying um, I will have a painful punishment. Islam would say that the word Trinity does not appear in the Bible. However, Islam believes in the concept of Talhid which is the concept of a singular, undivisible God. The word Tawhid does not appear in the Quran because Islam believes that Christians believe there's three gods. We don't believe there's three gods. We believe there's one. But even this word Tawhid is not in the Quran. But yet, 
Muslims hold fast to this doctrine of the oneness of God, the single indivisible God. Although the word Trinity is not in the Bible, we can see the concept of that throughout. And we can see the incarnation, we can see the pre-existence of God, we can see that the Holy Spirit is God, we can see that Christ is God, we can see that the Father is God. And that's what we believe in. And so, although uh, Islam would say, but Trinity is not in the Bible, but Tawheed is also not in the Quran. So, when we look at the Holy Spirit, um, Christians believe that the Holy Spirit is God. While Islam at times believe that the Holy Spirit is Gabriel. In some other instances, they believe John 16, the prophecy there refers to the paraclete, which, is, which they believe, Islam believe this is the prophecy of Muhammad coming, especially John uh, 16 verse 7, they like to quote that and say, no, 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 no. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ prophesied on the name Muhammad, the other name for comforter is Muhammad. That's what they are claiming. Let's let's read what they are saying. Yeah, that's what they claim. They, they, they base their claim on, on verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, John chapter 16 verse 7, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go away, the comforter or the paraclete will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. So they're saying, like, Jesus is prophesying here about Muhammad. Now, the funny thing is about Islam. They believe that the scriptures has been corrupted, which is not. I do not believe the Bible is corrupted. But they believe that the Bible is corrupted. So why do they quote a prophecy from what they claim is a corrupted text? Hey, you understand. But, but, but let's look at this. Let's look at this. They believe this. They believe this is saying about Muhammad, um, but but they they don't go further. They don't they don't go further than verse seven because verse eight said, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. So how can how can Muhammad reprove the world of sin if he's a sinful man himself, and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me. And if you believe on him, you must believe everything what the Bible is saying about Christ. Can you see already? Already we can see there's not a prophecy about Muhammad of righteousness because I go to my father and yet the Quran says Allah has no sons so now Christ says he's going to his father so already yeah he's going to his father uh, um, Islam says that Jesus was never crucified and never went up into to heaven so yeah already we can see this incompatibility here where they say this is a prophecy about Muhammad and you see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged I've yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, already uh, doesn't say Muhammad, it's the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you in all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. He shall glorify me. Jesus says, the spirit of truth will glorify him. Muhammad did not glorify Christ as God, as Savior. Hey, all the things that the Father has is mine. That is what Christ is claiming. Oh, this is powerful. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Did Muhammad do that? Whew. You see, already we, we're in a conundrum here where we can see there's incompatibilities here. Islam is not the same as Christianity. And like I said earlier on, both cannot take you to heaven. Either one is wrong, the other one surely be right.
Then on the element of salvation, and, and I'm gonna, I'm basically going to conclude almost here, um, because I, I, I didn't want to bombard you with too much. Um, yeah, we'll keep it a little bit short. Um, salvation, Christians believe we are saved through grace by faith. That's how we are saved. And it's not our own works, no merit, not what we have done. We are sinners. So Christ died for our sins. That's what we believe. And he was raised again for our justification. So he was raised for our justification according to Romans 3 verse 24 to 25. Christ is the only Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, according to John 1 verse 29. God laid on him the iniquity of us all, according to Isaiah 53 verse 6. For all have sinned and are justified freely, without their own work or merit or intervention, by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus in his blood, according to Romans 3 verse 23 to 25. We believe that Christ died for us, and, and it's not through our own merit. And, 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 and the, 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 the Muslims, I'm, I'm going to quote to you Al-Bukhari, Ayat 62, which is uh, Surah 2, Ayat 62. Those who believe in what has been revealed unto Muhammad, and the last they do right, surely their reward is with their Lord, and there shall no fear come upon them, neither shall they grieve. So now you can already see here's an incompatibility already happening here between the two, because one says we must believe in Muhammad, and the believers of Christ Jesus, we must believe in him and what he has done on the cross without our intervention. You know, while we had sinners, Christ died for us. So here's the fundamental thing here that I, I just want you to look at this and, and just look at the words, simple, simple words that we will investigate to conclude. Just by this, you can already see the two are not the same. And we'll go deeper next time. So I've asked this question in the end. How do I become a Muslim if I really want to become a Muslim? And how do I become a Christian if I want to become a Christian? Well, the Bible says in John 3 verse 3, you cannot even see the kingdom of God if you are not born again. So what does this mean to be born again? Um, Nicodemus asked Jesus, can I go into my mother's womb? You know, you must be born of water and of spirit. So here it comes. This is how, uh, this is the first steps of becoming a Christian. And then we'll see the first steps of becoming a Muslim. And we'll compare the two, just language here, just words with one another. Okay, the Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Simple. You shall confess with your mouth. You say it with your mouth. And you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's the assurance that the Bible gives you. In Islam, if you want to be a Muslim, there are five pillars that you have to ascribe to, right? But let's start with the initiating part of you becoming a Muslim, which will be the Shahada, declaring that Allah is the only God and Muhammad is the Prophet. So now when you compare that to Romans 10 verse 9, that says you, you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The other one says, you must believe in Allah and Muhammad is his Prophet. Can you see the two of those statements of faith or declarations of faith or points of initiation into the faith is not the same. 
it is not the same. Second to that would be, according to Christian, to be baptized and to receive the Holy Spirit. Right. According to Acts 2, verse 38, when they were pricked to their hearts, they asked Peter, what shall we then do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit as a gift. In Islam, you have to follow four other things that come to that. You have to give to the poor. You have to fast during the month of Ramadan. You have to go on Hajj if you are medically fit to do so. And you must pray five times a day. Those are the five pillars of Islam. You must say Shahada. You must make the declaration of faith. You must pray five times a day. You must fast. You must give to the poor zakat. And you must go on Hajj when you... When, 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 when you can, when you're medically fit to do so. So already we can see that being a Christian is more liberating because we don't have to go through that. Yes, we do pray, but we, 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 we pray freely. We pray freely without ceasing. Um, we don't have set times that we pray, you know. And we can already see that through that, that the two is not compatible with one another. The two is not compatible with one another. I do respect people that are Muslim, but I do not respect the belief system. I must say this categorically because one cannot be true. Both cannot be true. One of them will take you straight to hell and the other one will take you into eternity. If you want to join me next time for a next episode where we will be discussing is Allah and Yahweh the same God? Then join me for another episode. Challenge the norm.